welcome to the Love and Movies podcast. I am Eric. And I'm Monica. Um, last time we talked about Flynn starting school in 3K at mm -hmm. a, the fancy hoity-toity private school. Yes. <laughs> and um, for 4K, we decided to put him in the local public school. And I got to say, it was kind of a breath of fresh air. It was. It was a lot nicer. Um, immediately when he got in there, everyone, the teachers were friendlier. Mm -hmm. The students seemed, well, there was no bullies in his class. Well, yeah, so, we kind of lucked out that yeah. year. He didn't really have any bullies. But the nice thing was his teacher was fantastic. And she was really good at communication. Yeah. Um, she kept us informed with, you know, everything that was going on. We'll kind of get into it a little bit later about like the things that we talked to her about and we asked right. her to keep an eye on for us. Yeah. Um, and if he did act up or somebody else acted up and he got caught in the crossfire, like there was communication. Yeah. We got emails from her saying, yeah. Hey, this happened in class. I just wanted to make you guys aware mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. It was never anything that was bad. Yeah. I don't think, I don't no. remember there being anything that we were like, Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. But, but yeah, he, um, the communication I felt was a lot better. Um, he did make some new friends. Yeah. And he had some friends from the previous year. Like we mentioned last episode, Eliana moved and was in his class. Mm -hmm. He met a, a boy named Izzy and they became like inseparable. Super sweet. Kid. Yeah. And they still hang out today. Very even smart. They're in different schools now, but they're, um, you know, still friends. They still, mm -hmm. we, they just had a, a FaceTime, FaceTime conversation the other <laughs> day. So, so it was super cute. <laughs> it's funny trying to watch seven or eight year olds try to have a conversation right yeah they don't really have they, a lot to say and they have no phone manners either no, i just don't. i remember one time they were talking and flynn's just like okay i gotta go click and he just immediately hung up didn't yeah. say bye didn't say anything just like didn't okay bye and like, you know yeah just done yeah, it was kind of just funny. gonna turn it off but we um one of the weird things that that was in the public school so i remember when i was growing up that we you always had parent teacher conferences you'd go in the teachers would sit down with your parents and say you know Eric's doing very good in class. He excels at this and he needs a little help in this and that kind of thing. So right. we got one of those summons for a parent teacher <laughs> conference and they said, let's, you know, talk about Flynn. So we went in thinking that's what we were going to be going in to see. Yeah. Like how he's doing so far and what he's good at, what he's not right. good at. So we go in prepared for that and we sit down and it was the weirdest thing because it was basically like he was having an aptitude test like okay these are all the things that we've learned in semester one so now he's going to do them in front of you and we're going to grade him on it while it like you're in the room a pop quiz yeah it was really strange and he didn't expect it either because he looked shocked like she's like okay flynn go ahead and count to 100 and he was he kind of looked at us like yeah is this right and and when he was Should counting he he was i remember that because he was counting and he reversed a number like he said, you know, he got to like, you know, 79 and he went 70 and then he went up oh, 80, you know, and he immediately got it and corrected it. But she was like, okay, he got to 70 and like she marked him off and that was like where he got to and, and yeah. he didn't get a chance to correct Finish. or, and that was just like, okay. And it was just, it was really off putting to and me. He could count to a hundred by then, by the way. Oh yeah. You know, easily. Just so everybody knows. Yeah. He just made one mistake and then they stopped right there, which was crazy. So Partway through that year, he was having, he got into a bout of like strep throat. He started, he got strep throat really bad. I think he might've even had it once in 3K. In 3K, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, it started not too long after we moved into Mold House. Right. So he would get repetitive strep throat, strep throat 
over and over and over again. He just started getting him like he would get it. It would get cleared up a month later. He'd have it again. And he, you know, that just happened to him several times. And then we were taking him into the doctor for something. He was sniffling or coughing or clearing his throat or something. And they looked at him and they said, okay, it's allergies. So they gave him what it was. um, I think it was singular. Right. And we put him on that and it was within days of him taking that. All of a sudden he started having a vocal tick. He would go, and, 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 under his breath all the time. Like he was just muttering it to himself constantly. And even when he couldn't hear it, if he were were watching TV or something, we'd look over at him and we could see him mouthing it to Mm -hmm. himself over and over and over again. So we stopped the medication and it went away. Yeah, it stopped almost immediately. Almost immediately. But then we started noticing he had other symptoms too it was a little bit late it was a couple weeks later a month later or something he started getting other ticks i remember him sitting on the couch and he started going hmm 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 like that like like this weird kind of sound in his sound in the back of his throat and And it was all the time blink like really hard heavy blinks like he had something in his eyes or they were sandy or something he would just kind of like squeeze his eyes shut so squeeze it shut so of course we kept taking him back to the doctor and they kept telling us it's allergies. allergies every time allergies or oh, eye kids, drops you every know. kid goes through these kind of like transient ticks is what ticks. they said yeah they yeah. were like they're normal growing things that kids get yeah little ticks whether it's vocal tick or facial tick or whatever we're like oh Okay, I guess, you know, the doctors know what they're talking about, sure. right? We sort kind of thought they did. And then <laughs> as time progressed, he he started getting, it was almost like he was uncomfortable in his own skin. Mm-hmm. He would literally act like he, he couldn't stop moving. He was constantly shifting his body around like he was uncomfortable, like he was itchy everywhere. Like his clothes were too small or yeah, something. Yeah, and like... he just, and, and then making that noise mm-hmm. and crawling out of it. I have a video of him actually doing that um, because we, we started researching because we were trying to find what was going on with our kid because it was you know again he didn't lose any cognitive ability there was no behavioral issues that were happening that he acted out or got angry or got mean to anybody or anything like that he was he just had these ticks the only thing i really remember that was besides the ticks was he seemed almost more anxious like okay. he, he seemed more worried about things. He, okay. He, he, yeah, I can remember um, that. He started having slightly OCD type behaviors too. I mean, it was very slight. It wasn't like. And OCD does run in my family. So my first thought was, oh my gosh, he's developing OCD. You know, right. Because with the, with the anxiety type symptoms and the OCD type symptoms, it kind of fit. It just didn't fit the, the tics. Right. So Eric did a lot of research. I did a lot of research. Eric actually stumbled upon something that kind of helped us out a lot. Yeah. And it has the most ridiculous name you've ever heard of, <sighs> but it's um it's an acronym and it's um it's PANDAS, which stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with Strep. So like, yeah, that's a, a big old mouthful, <laughs> it's but it's a mouthful. Basically what that means is and I remember them explaining it to us um when he gets sick and his body tries to send white blood cells to the area that's infected, like with strep, it would be his throat. Instead of the white blood cells going to his throat, they go to his brain, and they go into those centers of his brain that cause ticks, and then he starts ticking when he gets 
sick. Well, they said something about like when he gets the strep infections, we he, he either fights it off on his own or he, we get the antibiotics and right. that helps or whatever. But I seem to remember them saying something about like um, it was at one point it didn't completely heal like it didn't completely go away right and that was part of an part of the issue too wasn't right. it it was something like that, that the, yeah the, the strep stayed in his system and that's, for a long time for, yeah, yeah for a long time even if he wasn't um displaying any outward symptoms of it the strep was like in him and and the white blood cells and i don't i don't yeah. remember the whole thing i'm not but anyway doctor, it was but. it was very it was you know but anyway so we were looking into that and we reached out to we found a specialist and we wanted to confirm that because everything that we read about pandas fit what we were seeing so in i case anybody's curious sorry yeah. to interrupt no no fine um if you look up on youtube videos of kids with pandas symptoms First of all, you're going to cry because some of these yeah. kids were so far gone that they have some very, very strong symptoms, mm -hmm. way worse than Flynn. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, because they would get behavioral stuff too. Like they would, kids getting violent from this. Yes. And Flynn never had that. Yeah. We, we thankfully, I think, caught it way early. Yeah. Um, because we were trying to be proactive about it. We knew there was something. Because we weren't getting the help we needed yeah, from anywhere we else. So getting the right answers from the doctors. And we knew that there was something different about our kid. What was happening. So yeah. if you watch those videos, you'll see that those exaggerated symptoms were sort of like what Flynn was having. Yeah, yeah in, a, in a lesser sense. In a lesser yeah. capacity, right. So he, you know, we reached out to this specialist because we wanted to confirm what we were seeing and make sure that it was right. So I, I had a GoPro and I set it up on a tray table while Flynn was eating pizza and watching TV, literally just crawling out of his skin, mm -hmm. just couldn't sit still. He's doing big, heavy eye blinks, all the symptoms at once doing that hmm, hmm, while eye blinking and crawling out of his skin. And it was just, he was, it was, it was hard to watch. It was very hard to watch. So anyway, I sent that video to the specialist and he said, you need to come in and see me. So we made the appointment. We took Flynn. We drove down. It was an hour and a half or two hours away where this guy was. So, And also, he is one of the foremost researchers of pandas. He's been studying it for like 20 years or something right. like that. And the establishment still to this day, even with him doing all the work, a lot of the doctors that you would talk to if you're running into this with your kid, a lot of the doctors you would talk to don't even believe that it exists. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Because it's something they don't know or understand. Right. They just blow it off. Yeah. Which is what our doctors were doing. Yeah. It was, you know, allergies, allergies, allergies all the time. So we, we went down there and met with him and it was, it was such a surreal experience because mm -hmm. he took Flynn over and then just started talking with him, but he was antagonizing him on purpose. He didn't tell us he was going to do this. He just started saying like, you know, oh, do you, you know, you like to play with Barbies? And Flynn's like, no. And he's like, okay, but you know, I have one. Would you want me to, if you want to play with a Barbie, that's fine. I'll bring it in here and you can play with the Barbie. And Flynn's like, no, I don't like Barbie. And like he was getting upset. And when he started to get a little bit stressed, he started ticking. Mm -hmm. And he said, the reason I did that was because kids learn how to hide it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to bring it out and see if I could bring it out. And, and I was able to. And he said, and he exhibits all the symptoms. He said, so here's what we're going to do. And he prescribed a really like long term, longer term 
antibiotic. It was instead of like the normal five days or whatever he would do, it was like 11 or 12 days of higher dose antibiotics. Right. And we put him on that antibiotic and it was insane because halfway through those antibiotics, like two or three days in, the symptoms got worse. I remember that he started ticking really bad and we were like, well, this isn't doing anything. And then like two or three days after that, they were gone. Yeah. It was like he was a brand new kid. Yeah. It was like he was right back to his old self again. And it was just, it was gone. So we called the doctor back and said, Hey, you know, this is, this is what happened. And he goes, well, that proves what I'm saying right now. He's got it. So, Mm -hmm. and that was to him confirmed. Right. And then I guess the the next stage is that that's a temporary fix. The antibiotics are temporary fix because when he gets sick, he can take the antibiotics and that helps, but we can't do that forever. Right. It's kind of like a compounding thing, I guess. So like it, each time he gets sick and he starts having those symptoms again, he can take antibiotics if it's necessary for that type of illness that he has, but each time they will work less oh. and less. Yeah. And the, the symptoms will stay more and more, if that makes sense. Yeah. To the point where at some point way down the future line, antibiotics won't help anymore. And the only solution at that point will be to have an IVIG treatment, which is, what was it? Intravenous, Intravenous immunoglobulin, immunoglobulin. Which is basically the way they described it was they go out and they take donor antibodies from thousands and thousands of people and they spin them all together and then they put your kid on an IV or your whoever is getting it on an IV. And depending on the size, your weight, all that kind of stuff, they give you a certain amount and they just pump you full of these good antibodies and it essentially resets your immune system. Mm-hmm. So he would have like a brand new immune system. Now, that being said, he can have this treatment right now and we can nip this in the bud. The problem is none of our doctors believe it's happening, right. which means the only person that we can go to is this specialist to get it done. And it's $6,000. Of course, he doesn't <laughs> take our insurance. Right. Um, I don't think he takes any nor, insurance. Nor will, nor will insurance cover it because right. it's not a proven It's, it's not a thing that's thing. in all the medical journals yet. It's in medical journals, but it's not to the extent where people are accepting it in mainstream medicine. Yeah. And the doctor said he can write like a letter of necessity or whatever to our insurance to which see which they've already done try to get it covered Mm -hmm. but they won't they won't cover it for him they they said it's a possibility that they might maybe do it if If we go to one of their hospitals their health system hospitals but even that's not guaranteed yay american healthcare right so um we're kind of sitting on this right now waiting to see how you know right now he's not doing so bad when he gets sick, he does get the symptoms. When yeah, he, he gets overly upset, he gets the symptoms. If he gets overly excited, he right. Gets One of the, the times we saw it really, really big was um, he had a Christmas concert at school mm. one year, and he was up on stage. He could barely even participate because he was so wound up on stage that he was just ticking. And like you know, and he was sick at the time too. He was ticking at home too, but then that exacerbated it even more when and he was, was on stage. Really bad. It was like really bad. Just the hard, hard blinks and like fidgeting and yeah. lip, lip like curling and yeah. But I mean, like right now, he's fine. Yeah. Like he doesn't have any symptoms right now. You know, and if he gets upset or he gets worked up or something, he gets a little bit anxious, a little bit crawling out of his skin, but it isn't the heavy blinks. It isn't the vocal ticks. Like he doesn't really do the vocal ticks much anymore other than like occasionally when he's, when we can tell he's getting sick, he'll be clearing his throat or sniffing a lot. Um, but you know, for the most part, it's pretty much gone. Right. 
but the there is that possibility that somewhere down the line it'll be necessary for us to do it. We won't have another choice but to and do the IVIG. We're going to have to figure out how to I don't need both kidneys. <laughs> I'll just sell one of them. Do it that way. But, you know, one of the things that was really hard for us during this time was just the frustration that we had dealing with our our doctors. Like they just didn't want to believe that this is what he had. They the one doctor, his primary she flat out said that we were crazy. Crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. She was like, she you was got, like, she thought we were being hypochondriacs basically. Yeah. She's like, you can't go online something. and just like look up whatever ridiculous um, thing you find online. It's, it's allergies. And every kid has this kind of reaction while they grow up and, and he's going to grow out of it. You'll, you'll see. So, I mean, and then a second doctor we took him to, he didn't so much tell us that we're nuts, but he said, there's only so much you can do to treat the, the root. You know, he said, you can only give him antibiotics so many times, but what we're going to need to do is treat, treat the, the symptoms. symptoms. Yeah. So yeah, frustrating. And then, you know, dealing with the doctors is one thing, but like trying to deal with family, that's a different thing too. Cause yeah, most of the family doesn't believe it either. And you know, we've got, we've had a specialist who, who studies this. We have, he has peer reviewed medical journals about this and about with proof showing these kids getting better when they're treated with the antibiotics and then with IVIG in the future and how once they get the IVI treatments, that doesn't come back right. after that. And they, they are essentially cured from this kids that people thought, had Tourette's syndrome or OCD, mm -hmm. they went ADHD. on the they went on this IVIG and they come out of the other end of it and they no longer have OCD. They no longer have Tourette's. It's cured. It's because it was pandas. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people also think their kids have autism, right? And they may not have autism, right? Or now ADHD. That, that being said, a lot of the time the kids do have these things, but there right. are cases where it's this and disclaimer we're not medical doctors exactly yeah exactly <laughs> but you know in this case in flynn's case this is what's going on and mm -hmm. we've been able to manage it so far and he's doing great he's smart kid he's kind he's thoughtful he's hilarious he's you know all there mm -hmm. you know it's he's the same kid he's always been this hasn't changed him but every once in a while he just has a really difficult time mm -hmm. and he has these ticks and he doesn't know why his body is doing this to him and that's and it's really sad as a parent to not be able to help him and now more. that he's a little older and has having to deal with it we can see the frustration oh yeah that he has too because he doesn't want to be ticking he no he doesn't want to be acting differently right you know but but he can't help what his brain's making it. him do so yeah it's been it's been a journey and, yes you know <laughs> i just I always think about how many kids are out there right now with these types of symptoms that have been misdiagnosed and perhaps it could be pandas. And if they got a strong dose of, you know, a, a month long of uh, antibiotics, would they be better? Right. Would their or lives the IVIG change? treatment. Yeah. Their, their parents' lives would change. Right. And people don't know about this. And that what that's what makes me mad. Yeah. It's, it's a tough thing. And so the other thing, before we transition into talking about movies or a movie, I just wanted to say the last couple of episodes have both been kind of downers and there's a little bit of that, you know, going on in here. And I apologize about that. We're just, we're laying everything out the way 
it's happened in the order that it's happened, but things do get better. We are in a good place. We're happy. We are a healthy family. We just, you know, we've had some ups and downs. So we want to make sure that we include everything in here. So that's all. Yeah. This is a um, blog. Is that the right word? It's, I mean, it's a podcast. For our child. Yeah. Basically, this all started for Flynn. For Flynn, yeah. So that he can hear the story of our lives and his life and everything and from we, us. And we threw it out there just in case anybody else would be interested. And we hope you are. We hope that if there is people out there listening that, you know. We make get, you chuckle once in a yeah, while. Or, or you get something out of this. Because we enjoy doing this. and we enjoy about the obscure, crazy movies we like. Yeah. <laughs> or the obscure, crazy things that that our kid has, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, let's transition to talking about a movie here and uh, yeah, it'll be good. Hold on. All right. So today we're going to talk about the movie Never Been Kissed. And that is a Drew Barrymore movie mm-hmm. that was, wh- what year was that? 1999. 99. Wow the nineties. Okay. We're going back there a little bit now. So yeah, this was an interesting one. And I remember one of the first things that jumps out to my mind about this one was the, the soundtrack. Yeah. Cause you, you picked up the soundtrack and it was Mm -hmm. one of those things that was in like, was it on cassette? Did you get a cassette or was Um, it a CD? No, I think it was a CD. It was a CD. Okay. (laughs) I just remember it being on heavy rotation in our car when when the movie came out. Yep. But there's, there's a ton of great people in this. I mean, David Arquette plays her brother. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael Vartan. I don't know if anybody remembers Alias. him from Alias. Yeah, yep. sure. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff too. Molly Shannon, one of our favorites from SNL. Yes. Um, John C. Riley. Yep. Oh my goodness. And then Gary Marshall. But I mean, there's been a there, even hey Octavia Spencer. She was in that, and I was so shocked because <laughs> when we watched it again before recording this, she came on the screen. We both went, "Oh Whoa, hey." hey. <laughs> Like, totally forgot that she was in the movie. Oscar-nominated Octavia Spencer. Right, exactly. But in the crappy thing, like, how underused was she? Oh, so much. She had, like, four or five lines yeah, in the whole movie. Like, yeah, they, um, so the movie was basically this, she's, like, a big loser. Yeah. At the start no, of the movie. There's no, real there's no polite nice way, to, way say to say it. it. She's unkempt. She's very timid, very shy, doesn't want to talk up. Like, she's got an, uh, her assistant is a complete jerk mm-hmm. and walks all over her because she's too timid to and say she anything. Lets him. And she just lets him. And then she wants to be, a rep- she's a copywriter. She wants to be a reporter. She ends up working out a, I don't know, a way to get a undercover reporter gig. It's kind of not even up to her. Her boss, she was in a meeting one and day. And he just picked her out. And he yeah. Just, yeah. He says, you, you're going back to high school. You enroll Monday or whatever it is. And because, you know, she looks young and, right. and she so still looks like she could pass she for probably could, high yeah. school. <laughs> so she goes back to high school. And yeah. guess what? She still is Yeah, not great. She ends up falling in immediately with like the... Um, math geeks yeah the denominators the math <laughs> geeks and they you know they take her under their wing and she's she likes them they're, they're her like people the only people who are nice to her right everybody the else is the mean the plastic fantastics are all mean to her and everything <laughs> but so that the whole journey of the movie is her kind of figuring it out she ends up her brother ends up enrolling in the school too, to help her out to be the cool guy like i love the way that he quote unquote gets cool in the movie she's like you can't just walk in here and be cool in one day and like he goes he's in the cafeteria and he eats an entire like five Five gallon tub of coleslaw racing some other kid and they're all cheering cheering. his name 
you know, Rob, 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 Rob. And like, he's immediately cool. And then he just goes around spreading rumors about how cool she is. And it immediately takes off and then she's in and, you know, silly stuff, but it was, it's a cute movie. And I guess mm-hmm. the whole underlying story about the whole thing is she's been kissed before, but she's never been big air quotes kissed. Has she? Yeah. That's what she says that she's kissed guys, but she's never had that kiss where everything fades away around her. And yeah, like her they're the only two people in the world is like everything else around you just kind of blurs and you're the only two people in the whole wide world. And she wants to be kissed like that. Yeah. As well. <laughs> right. So, you know, she goes through the whole movie and you know, they're like, we, we went way too into the plot in our last episode and kind of gave away the entire movie of Danny deck chair. So you don't even really need to watch it anymore. So we're going <laughs> to not do that this time, but so maybe you want to go out and, and watch never been kissed. If you've never seen it before without us describing the whole thing, but it has a happy ending. Mm-hmm. It's the, a good soundtrack. A teacher. Yeah. A certain teacher. For sure. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it was well done. It was watching it back again. It was a very nineties movie mm-hmm. like the, that I think like 10 things I hate about you. And that movie came out in the same year and they're right. very much in the same vein to the point where they're even mentioning like 10 things I hate about you was a rewrite of a Shakespeare play. And then this one, they're reading Shakespeare in class and talking about right. Shakespeare. And it was like a big thing in the nineties, apparently like Leonardo DiCaprio did Romeo and Juliet. So then mm-hmm. everybody wanted to start doing like, a, a modern take on a modern takes on Shakespeare things. So it was kind of in that vein. Right. Well, you know, it does have the sweet, happy ending. Yep. It always makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't it. cry. <laughs> not this time. Not, not much, right? No, just one, <laughs> one solitary tear like Johnny Depp. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, so I mean, it was a really good movie. I would say check it out. It's fun. It's, if you're looking for some 90s nostalgia, it's definitely a, a stop to make mm-hmm. because it's all there. It's like her her awkwardness at certain points of the movie is just absolutely cringeworthy. Right. And you just feel so much for her. Like, oh, you poor girl. Right. <laughs> you know, but then. It, like to the point where it's hard to watch the screen yeah. sometimes. Like you want to look away yeah. because it's so awkward. Because it's so <laughs> awful. The things that she goes through and, and just her um, not being able to really fit into society quite right yeah. until she gets a little nudge in the right direction. And then she falls right into it though. And it's fine. Yeah. She very quickly, you know, crawls herself out of the right. hole and, and, you know, I mean, I guess one of the things that I like that they didn't fall into in the movie, which they did in a lot of those nineties movies, which was like when the loser girl becomes the cool girl, she falls in with the plastics or whatever and then immediately becomes one and yeah. becomes a jerk, a jerk. like them. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that in this movie. Yeah, she never Like she fell in jerk. with them, but she was still herself the whole time. The only difference was she was given the chance to show these people that who she was was okay. Mm-hmm. And they don't they didn't really do that in the other movies. And then they kind of, you know, there's a scene at the prom where she like comes to her friend's rescue before the same thing that happened to her at, at her, her prom, prom was about to happen to this girl and she stops it and kind of saves the day and it was mm-hmm. a really awesome moment and she has a big speech and all that kind of stuff and it was all really good. Oh my God, that flashback to her prom, that makes me cry too. That dress was super cool. It was awesome. <clears throat> but I got to say, she acted out that part so well because she just tears my heart out. Yeah. She really does. Like when she just cries and collapses yeah. on the steps, I just want to die. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. But no, it was it was really good. I liked it. So anyway, check that one out. And then we will, uh, we're running very long here. We'll, uh, we'll be back <laughs> next time and uh, we'll talk some more about what was going on a few years ago. And we're going to start working to catch up with today. And uh, yeah, 
We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.